What's going on, everyone? Welcome to Smart Business Solutions, the official podcast of GBS, America's productivity partner. Each episode, we are going to explore some of the biggest threats and challenges in today's business world and the vast amount of solutions GBS offers to meet them. All right. Well, good morning, everyone. And thanks for being with us today as we welcome Pat Castronova, Senior Account Executive at GBS, to the show. Pat has been with GBS for five and a half years and operates the Paper Center, which is a division of GBS located in our Youngstown, Ohio office. Prior to joining forces with GBS in 2015, Pat was the owner-operator of the Paper Center and has over 30 years of experience in the paper industry, which is really interesting, Todd, when you think about the fact that Pat's only 39 years old. So (laughs) he obviously got a very early start in the business. That's right. Yep. So on today's show, we're going to be discussing the types of paper products and services that GBS offers the benefits that our solutions provide for our customers, the role that technology plays in these solutions, and the changes that Pat has seen in the industry in the last 30 years, and kind of what he sees coming in the future. So with that, Pat, welcome to the show. Thanks for being with us today, and we're looking forward to our discussion. Well, thanks for having me. This is a uh, just a fun thing. I'm really glad you Glad you invited me to partake in this. Absolutely. It's our pleasure. It's our pleasure. So, Pat, tell us a little bit more about your background, kind of your career in the paper industry, and and kind of how it all started for you. Well, you know, I was a uh, young married guy with a um, uh, a newborn, and I had um, was looking to try to make more money. I was working in the grocery stores at the time, and uh, mm. was a part-time college student, and but I had to make some more money. So this opportunity came up to manage a, uh, I had some management experience in the grocery stores, uh, very little, but um, mm-hmm. I used that on my resume to nail this job managing a, what was called a paper store. And it basically is geared for the printing industry, what they used to call the reprographics industry. And I just, the, the, the uh, person who hired me was more interested in my uh, ability to um, you know manage inventory and to you know help with sales more than he was what I knew about paper, which was absolutely nothing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and it was really a heck, and that was 1985. So we're at 35 years now, as a matter of fact. 35. Really, and you're only really, 39, which is amazing. And I'm only 39. It's amazing. Is unbelievable. That I was know. really a nice. Uh, I just <laughs> feel a little older than 39. I <laughs> But anyway, that's how I got started, and, and from there it was a, um, you know, I just from there I, I managed a store in Youngstown for a couple years. I went to uh, I, I got to be okay at what I was doing, so they sent me to an Akron store to run the Akron store because it was struggling a little bit, and we saved that store. And mm. then the Cleveland store was struggling for a little bit, and they we saved that store. Not I, but we saved that store, and then. Um, of course, all those stores are gone now. <laughs> right. But this is way back. And, and then from there, you know, I just, thankfully, I was, I was um, for whatever reason, they, they liked my approach to the stores. And I, but I said, I want to make more money. And the, the, the outside sales rep calling on commercial print shops, what we were doing in the stores was calling on this newest industry at that time was called quick print shops. And now it's an old thing. But mm-hmm. um, in the, in the very early 80s, late 70s, early 80s, they were a new thing to quick print shops. And they were booming and they were growing. And, uh, and the commercial shops were, 
were still the, where they thought the uh, paper salesman made money. So I told my general manager that I want to be a commercial. I want to be a commercial sales rep. So they put me on the road, and I um, was on the road, you know, cold calling for a couple years in the greater Akron, Cleveland market. Did did that for a couple years. I get a phone call one day from my. I'm on a. I'm sitting there taking the customer to lunch, and I get a, my uh, pager. This is before cell phones. My pager goes off like five times. It's from the office, and I go, man, what the heck is going on? So, I excuse myself from my uh, lunch, and I call the office, and I say, what's going on? And and uh, they go, Tom Wood, who was the general manager, wanted to see me, and I said, oh, this can't be good. So, <laughs> <laughs> and we had a five o'clock sales meeting. That was a Monday. We had a five o'clock sales meeting that day. I'm getting called to the office at four o'clock and I'm thinking, okay, I am not going to be part of this meeting. Yeah. Yeah. He calls me to the office and says, uh, you know what? We have a, um, a serious problem on our customer service side, which customer service in the paper, in the merchant paper was very important because the sales rep got you to call in and then the sales rep was pretty much done. And the the customer service people did all the rest of the work. Mm -hmm. So I get a phone call from uh, my, my, get up to the office before the meeting and I'm thinking I'm not going to make the whole meeting so I get up there and he takes me to the office and he says we have a serious shortage in our customer service because two people were quitting that same day and they needed somebody with experience who was can handle the phones to just step right in and you know and just we don't have to miss a beat you know I knew the company I knew the operation I knew the whole thing so so I was pulled off the road and started doing customer service, which is where I learned a whole lot more about how, you know, when you paper, you know, paper wasn't here. My customers order paper by the sheet. There was there they were ordering paper by the ton. I need I need ten tons of this, and we need five tons of this, and and they were sizes that didn't even exist. You you actually had them manufactured for that size. It was a really cool experience. Hmm. Then from there, a um, Another opportunity came in to be an, uh, a higher-up manager back in the stores, and I jumped at that because that, that brought me closer to home because for a seven- or eight-year period, I was working – you know, I lived in this area in, in Youngstown, Ohio, and I was working in Akron and Cleveland and Pittsburgh, and I just decided to come home. So I got an opportunity there. And then subsequently in, uh, in uh, 2000, that whole company after – 1999 was their 100th year anniversary, and in 2000 they closed. <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> uh, and and um, so at, at the end of 2000, I opened my own, and that's where um, you know it was 15 years of, uh, or almost 14 plus years of uh, running my own until I joined up forces with uh, GBS. That's awesome. So yeah, and that was in 2015. You became a part of the GBS family. Tell us, Pat, the the products and services. What exactly do you do you guys sell or do you sell in the paper center? Well, as I mentioned earlier, primarily the, you know, 90, 90 to 95% of my business is geared towards the uh, uh, reprographics industry. And, and most of that is going to printers and almost all of them are small quick print shops. All my, you know, my top 40 customers are their, you know, they're small business owners trying, they're working their tail off trying to make a living, you know what I mean? And they own print shops and they're, why they ever got into that business, I have no idea, but they are, <laughs> they're, they're busting their butts and they're, and, and so they, they rely on all the different papers. You know, it used to be a thing now before the internet age, it used to be a thing we used to always say, well, everything you read is printed on some kind of paper. 
and a customer would go into their shop say, I want a business card done on this kind of stock. Where do you get this kind of stock? You get it off of, of a paper supplier. Mm-hmm. And so we have a letterhead and envelopes, even though there's a lot less of that being done these days. Standard copy paper is, of course, just the easy thing, but we have that in, um, you know, three or four different sizes. We have uh, 12 different colors. Then we have a whole another line of like 10 different bright colors. And all these things are what people think of copy paper. They're just thinking of white paper. But we have all of that in these colors. Textures is a is a big deal. Everybody wants something that feels a little different, so it you know makes an impression. Coated paper is really big right now. And, of course, for the last 10 years or so, it's been, does this paper run digitally? Because they used to always run them on a printing press, and mm. now it's, you know, with a dry toner application, and it's heat involved so you have to just think about stuff like that but we have been um, I sell everything that a print shop could possibly want including some graphic supplies you know I'll have some uh, like I have some blanket cleaner and some blankets and blanket saver and plate material for them to uh, create plates so they can shoot an image and, and run their job but we're we're like 90% of what we do is for the is geared for the print shops then I have I have a the rest of the customers are Customers just use us because I sell paper. You know, they use copy paper. I have a lot of copy paper business. Mm-hmm. Uh, home, savings, home savings is a good account of not only GBS, but of, they've been an account of mine for uh, for as long as I can remember. Wow. So at least 35 years. <laughs> no, that's great. That's great. So then that, that being said, and the fact that you do sell pretty much everything and anything that a, a print shop could want, what would you say, Pat, separates you from, I guess, the competition? What do you offer that maybe other other suppliers don't that are in the industry? Well, there's a couple different things. First of all is that, did we talk about the 35 years in the industry? Yes, we did. Yeah, um, yes, we did. Well, I say that because that means something. You know, that mm-hmm. these customers have been around for a long time. You know, when I was when I was that twenty-some-year-old starting out in the business, you know, it was a I relied on so many of the other you know paper salespeople that I got to know and like and work with. I relied on them for their expertise. Like, what does that mean? You know, what what, is, mm-hmm. what the heck does that mean? You know, what do you mean short grain, long grain? What do you mean the linen finish? I have no idea what you're talking about. And, and these guys helped me through, you know, every stage. And, and what's happened now is I have become that guy <laughs> right. in this valley in this valley right. i am the paper guy i mean it's really kind of sad but there are there's nobody left and mm-hmm. nobody either not in a business or nobody even around and any print shop that you talk to whether they like me or not because believe it or not some people don't like me i find that hard to believe i don't i don't believe but, that i don't believe that but whether they whether they like me or not they know that if they call me that i will give them the right answer that they need whether a product is available uh, how soon it's available, if it is available, and you know how we go about getting it, and how I can get it to them, which is the the end result of the whole conversation. But there's there's really nobody else around who does that. Secondarily, is we we at GBS, and, and um, I was very fortunate when um, Brian, you know Eugene and Brian, you know brought me aboard. That I told them this. So one of the things that I do is small order handling. You know what I mean? It's it's in my margins are solid because I do small order handling and. And a lot of the orders are small, you know what I mean? And they're not mm-hmm. they're not GPS GPS esque uh, type orders. Mm-hmm. And but because of that is the reason that we are that I was able to keep my business going for a while, and we are still going today, is because we service these, these smaller orders, and we we do it regularly. And it's 
you know, Rocco goes out with anywhere from like six, seven, eight to 12 deliveries every day. And they all, you know, there's not much more than, um, you know, a couple hundred dollars for every order. You know what I mean? But that adds up over time. Right. That's, that's what, uh, now we have bigger orders also, but they are, they are like once a week or so, but it's small order handling. And that's what the other guys don't do. The, the paper merchants, the traditional cycle is the paper mill makes the paper. They sell it to a merchant. Well, nowadays, they also sell it to places like Sam's Club and everything. But the mill makes the paper, sell it to a merchant, and the merchant then distributes it to what was print shops or resellers, which I was set up as a reseller before GBS bought me. And GBS is essentially the same way. GBS is not a paper merchant. We're basically a reseller when it comes to paper. Mm-hmm. Differences we do we, we they have me and they have a small order handling are two of the main things that the competition does not have right now. No, that's great. That's great. And and I can say from experience, Pat, and just being around you and talking with you, I know that your phone never stops ringing. And, I mean, it just rings all the time. And you provide fantastic service to your customers. And I know that and I've seen that firsthand. I mean, you take calls anywhere, any time of the day. And uh, I've never seen you not take a phone call from a customer. So I think that's to your credit. And that is uh, definitely why I'm sure that you have had customers with you for 35 years. So um, I think that definitely separates you and, and the paper center from, from others as well. So um, Thank you very much, Rich. You know what's really kind of funny is my uh, when I first started, it's kind of like a, a curse almost, when I first started my business, which was different than the original company I worked for, I started a, it was a tongue-in-cheek motto that the paper center never closes. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> and, and unfortunately, you know, here we are 20 <laughs> years later, the customers still believe that. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> That's right. It still doesn't close. Absolutely. Come on, man. It's Sunday morning. I'm in church. For <laughs> hey, there's a there's a need, right? So, oh gosh, that's great. So, if you could say, Pat, what what would what would you say some of the the biggest challenges that our solutions solve or or you know provide for our clients that you know the products that you provide to them? What what challenges do they solve for our clients? Well, first of all, the, as I mentioned, that small order handling is a, is not just a – that really is something to these guys where they, they can get almost any kind of paper, and they don't have to worry about ordering, you know, $500 of it. You know what I mean? That's, a, that's the mm. biggest challenge that all of these guys have because they don't, they don't have the money to just uh, – they, they don't need to tie up, you know, $1,000 worth of inventory of stuff they're never going to sell. Right, right, right. And, Absolutely. And the other – the biggest thing also is, uh, you know – it, it, there's no kidding about it. You know, the technology is changing the way paper is being used and sold and marketed if it is being sold and marketed. You know, that's a whole different thing that even these print shop owners are struggling with. But they're still, you know, most of my customers are still, they're fighting the fight. You know what I mean? The, the mm-hmm. challenge my customers have, Rich, is they, they have to fight the fight every day get, just to get through the week. You know, I don't have guys who are, I'm really concerned about this pandemic after it's all over, who I'm going to lose, you know what I mean? Because right. I, I, I'm concerned about them. I'm not concerned about us as necessarily. I'm concerned because most of the smaller order ones wouldn't even, what's the expression, move the needle, you know, for us, so to speak. But mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. but I am concerned about them just as people, and, and, and that's it, it, they're going to struggle a little bit, I think, with this, with this whole issue. Yeah, I think that's an unfortunate reality that we're going to, 
kind of see play out over the the coming months here in a, in a lot of different respects. So a lot of different a lot of different venues. For sure. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. So you you just mentioned technology. So what role does technology play in in your area in your business, Pat? The, the, I mean, what what would you say? Is anybody from GBS going to hear this podcast? Because here's my technology thing. They better hear it. And, and this is, <laughs> I know I'm only kidding. I'm only kidding. But techn- and, and from, from the paper side of it, technology actually gets in the way. Mm. It, it actually gets in the way sometimes with, with – Interesting. Because paper is a paper is a whole different animal. You know what I mean? It's a, a one of one of my teachers, sales reps from years and years ago, told me that this is when fax machines were coming out. Okay, fax machines were like the newest thing. So this is back to the late '80s or whatever, early '90s. He said, "This is a no frills business. You know, this is we don't need all the bells and whistles. We just got to give some somebody orders something, we take it, we mark it up, and we get it get it on a truck and we get it to them." I go. There's not much to it, and you know that doesn't. That's not any different here. Now, GBS tries to, and and they do it rather successfully. They have a, a system set up where um, you know customers can order uh, paper online, and everything is in in a perfect world. It would be absolutely perfect. But thank, thankfully for my sake, and the reason I'm here is because almost every if every order. Any order that has over one or two lines on it requires a question. Like no matter what they order, if they think they ordered the right thing, I know if they ordered the wrong thing and I mm. call them back and say, you sure you wanted this? Because you never ordered that before and blah, blah, blah. And so technology has kind of got in the way of, you know, if they would have called in, back up, if they would have called in the order, I'd have wrote it down and we'd have been done and I would ask the question at the time. But now I, the order comes over online. It's an item that doesn't even exist. Or doesn't even we don't even have, or hasn't had for we haven't had for years, and you know I, I think technology has slowed down just the, just the process, just the cycle of the the order cycle. You know, taking the order, getting the order out, getting it built. Hmm. Interesting. It, you know, paper paper is an interesting uh, an interesting uh, phenomenon. You know, it's a um, you know it's it's one of the third heaviest commodities. You know, there's water, steel, and paper. And, you can't push that through a computer. <laughs> right, right. So it sounds like it sounds like technology may simplify the ordering process, but it's your it's your knowledge of your customers and the products that really makes the difference because like you said, you might receive an order over the internet or an email order, but you're going to know right away if there's a problem with that order, whereas other people may not know that. So that's fantastic. You know, I've helped like Bridget. Bridget's, you know, Bridget's an awesome GBS employee, and she tries so hard. But sometimes she'll somebody will order something, and she will, and I will just change the order or something. Well, how'd you know that? Well, just because you know, and it, it, you know what? There's no possible way you can teach that. There's yeah. Some, you, you can't. I mean, for any any field, anybody who's been doing it this long, you you can't teach some stuff. Like, well, I know they ordered that one, but they really don't mean that one. They wanted this one. <laughs> right. Right. That's How would just. You know that? Well, you just kind of, you just kind of know. <laughs> yeah, that's just experience, and and again, that's knowing your customers, though. You know that, and that's yeah. that's a huge thing. So, and obviously, you you know them very well. So, been to graduation parties, baptisms, weddings. Mm. Um, uh, well, unfortunately, um, I've been to a lot of funeral homes in the 35 years that the. Mm. I'm on right. third generation for some of these customers right now, which is really weird. <laughs> right, right. So what, 
I'm kind of interested to, to hear your, your take on this, on the next question. What, what are some of the biggest changes that you've seen in the paper industry in the last 35 years? Gosh. I know that's a, that's a, that's a big question. I know. You know what? I, I, uh, you filled me in on some of the questions I may be getting, and this one here I couldn't even have an answer for because there are like a gazillion things sure. that have changed. Uh, yeah. First of all, in our valley especially, in, in our valley especially, the commercial – what I call the commercial print shop has gone away. You know, city printing is still out there. Mm -hmm. You know, city printing is, is a large commercial shop that does fantastic work. I mean they really do some really great work. But – there were, when I first started, there were 10 of them. There were commercial shops that were around, and then there had to be 100 quick print shops around. And that's why we had like five or six people working in our, in our what we called them stores at the time, because it just, the phone was ringing, well, like it is today, except now there's only one person doing it. Rather right. Than five <laughs> right. Um, but it was a, um, the, the reduction in paper usage or the push to sell less paper or to use less paper has definitely been the major change in the industry. Mm -hmm. um, the letterhead, we t I mentioned letterhead stocks, you know, just from the, from the, uh, from any paper merchant side for anybody selling paper, the letterhead stocks where you had a little more, you know, copy paper, you basically gave away in order to get a sale, uh -huh. but the letterhead stocks, at least you had some money in them. You know what I mean? So you want to sell them, but those are, you know, nobody's doing letterheads anymore. They're, they're, if they're sending out, they're not doing group mailings. They're, they're group emails. You don't need any letterhead for that. Right, um, right. And the same thing with the envelopes that would go. And that was always where the, I mean, the, the margins were always tighter, but they were they were always better on that type of product. And that, that has been the reduction in um, the t what we call text and cover sheets. Those are the ones that are called fancy or embossed with letterhead and that kind of stuff. Those are the ones that have gone away almost, not completely, but pretty close. The digital era also, you know, everything, when I first started, if somebody tried to run something on a copier, they thought they were, you couldn't get the good image, and they, people thought they were nuts. Now, out of my 40-some regular printing customers, there's like three presses being run. The rest is all done digitally with the dry toner application, so it's a whole... Wow. No, I appreciate that. Yeah, I was going to ask you about the amount of paper and how that has changed over time, but I think you you pretty much just touched on that with, you know, mentioning the the letterhead and the envelopes and just you think about traditional mailings that just don't happen as much anymore. When you said that, I started thinking about recycling too and the push to recycle things and you know, you didn't have that 25 30 years ago and that obviously would kind of impact the amount of paper that's being sold. So yeah, very a lot of like you said a lot of different changes in the industry over the years. So what are at, I was at, a I was a on the road salesman when the recycling industry came into play and it was a it was a major it was a major thing as far as every account that we had we had to take somebody in who was handling our recycling division our, the new the new recycling division and we would make presentations i mean that literally you know go in suit and tie 
Mm. You had to go in and talk to the purchasing agent because that's you dealt with purchasing agents with the commercial shops. You know, it wasn't like you were talking to the owner. You, you would go in and make pr- uh, presentations about this new thing of recycled paper, and you know the questions were, how does it run? You know, what about the specs? What about the re- recycled content? What's that mean? What's post-consumer waste? Because post-consumer, when recycled paper first came out, post-consumer waste was not even a, not even a mention at first because it was. Because really, paper mills have always recycled paper. You know, whatever whatever falls off the vat or out of the vat, you know, they just throw it back in. And then mm. what they did when the recycling era came up, they started calling it recycled paper. But until the words uh, post-consumer waste came into play is when it really started to take effect. You know, the stuff that got to somebody and then they threw it in the trash and then recycled it, and that became post-consumer waste. So that's when that that's when that really changed was the recycled paper. But, you know, that's kind of gone away too. Nobody really even pays attention to that anymore. They don't, I don't even, mm. there was, there was a stretch there for about five or six years, about 10 years ago, Rich, to where the guy was, people would ask me about what's the recycle content in this. I need something to be 30% post-consumer mm. waste. And you know, those questions have gone away. That was not even, not even a, really not even a thing anymore. It has come up like once or twice every year. That's about it. Interesting. Interesting. So just some in general, some of the factors that you think out there right now, and this will kind of tie into our next question as well about the future of the industry, but what do you think some of the factors, Pat, that are positively, both positively and negatively impacting the paper industry at this time? What would those, how would you list those? Well, there is a, there is still something, and and I wish I could, I was (laughs) I wish I would have found it before I sent it, before I, we had this conversation. I couldn't find it. I got it on LinkedIn or something. There's still something that said about people like to read the printed word. You know, they like to, mm-hmm. you know, they like to just hold something in their hands and not a phone. You know, you know what I mean? And yeah. and read something, read a magazine, mm-hmm. read a flyer, read a, um, read a, a letter from somebody. I mean, I, even if it's a business letter or something and, you know, there's still bulk mailings being done out there. So that is still one of the positives. People, you know, they, they had some marketing research done where it said that it's still a positive thing to put something in somebody's hand and say, you know, buy two, get one free or something like that. Yep. And they respond to it faster than they do online. So there's still something that's not going away for quite some time, even though, you know, in, in 20 years, the millennials are going to be older millennials and they're going to have kids that are doing this stuff so who knows what happens then but there's still something about human nature you know we want to touch it and hold it and feel it and look at it and read it i I can't just i can't imagine the whole thing being done on the phone all the time i agree i agree 100 percent with you because of that though we're still we're still selling paper and we Mm -hmm. you know obviously gbs wouldn't keep me around if we weren't moving paper and we still are Mm -hmm. moving quite a bit of paper every day the negative effect of that is is the negative effect that is, is I don't know. You know what I mean? Who the heck knows? You know, did we know a pandemic was going to hit in January and then uh, turn the whole world upside down? You know what I mean? Right. Like, right. So we're trying to grow through just finding customers that we don't have. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, to your point, and I know Joe Calabria was a, a guest on one of our earlier podcasts, and he had mentioned, and I I wanted I want to say that 95 or 90 some percent of all information is still 
printed and stored on paper. So you think about the digital, all the digital applications and, you know, and all the technology that we have. But to your point, there still is something very, very valuable about having something printed on a piece of paper and being able to pick it up and look at it and, you know, flip through it. And it, I know that's my preference still. So, but uh, yeah, I think that's a really buy a house, buy a car. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So, if you could share just one quick uh, success story with us from from one of the clients, and I know I, you know, from what you said, I think a lot of it is the smaller clients that you work with, and just being able to help them day to day stay, you know, stay functioning and stay in business. But is there anything that kind of comes to mind as far as a special story you would you'd like to share? Well, there was just one that I really thought of that, um, you know, every day you kind of do something to help somebody, and that's kind of a nice thing for me. I had one customer that is a third, this is a, not a third generation, it's the third generation in terms of ownership, not not family-oriented. There's a Minuteman Press uh, here in Youngstown. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, you know the second owner. I do. I do. Uh, <laughs> I do Jim very Lalo well. Was Jim, Jim Lalo was a great guy. He, yep. he was the second owner. When I first started, it was Ken. I can't remember Ken's wife's name, but uh, they they had it first, mm-hmm. and Jim and Sharon bought it off of them, and I and I serviced them for years. And and you also know the third owner in in a in a weird way, but I uh, do. <laughs> it's a whole other story. <laughs> I, didn't, I, right there. About, I didn't even think about that till just now. Whatever well, yeah. you know, there's a success story right there. You and Dean are a couple yeah. of success stories. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> but anyway, Dean uh, the. the uh, Dean and Miniman is still just like when Jim had it. Still one of the um, one of my top accounts. Okay, and has been for a long time. And Dean's good to talk to because he knows the industry as well as you know. He's the print. He knows the printing industry as well as I know the paper industry. You know what I mean? Mm. So when we talk, we know what we're talking about when we talk to each other. And plus, I've been to, he's the one I've been to his grandchild's birthday party and that kind of stuff. But Dean has been around a long time, knows the industry. He grew up in the business. But he has told me on several occasions when he bought the business from Jim that – and I'll say Jim Lalo just for the – now you can tie it in. The, whoever listens can tie it in now. Mm, right. But he bought the business from Jim that all I, all I told him was, you know, I had my own business at the time, okay? And I, I was the credit department. I was the receivables department. I was the payables department. I was the salesman. When he called me – and there was, we didn't do any – credit checks or anything i just told him you know dean you're good to go he go just you know pay your bills on time i don't care what you order pay your bills on time and we'll be set and he has told me a gazillion times how much that meant to when he started out because he knew how much jim and sharon had used me and mm. now here he is this new guy coming in that i didn't know from adam and i told him i go if jim lalo thinks you're okay then you're going to be okay and so that that was probably as good because now they're they've been one of my top customers for as long as they have owned the business now, which is pushing ten years, I think, if not more. Mm-hmm. Well, that's great. That's great. Uh, I appreciate that that story. That's great. So, fantastic. Well, Pat, that's that's pretty much everything I wanted to cover with you today. Just really appreciate your your knowledge and your experience and your passion. It all really comes out. The fact that you know your customers 
to the point that you do is fantastic. And I'm, again, I'm, I know that's why that people have been with you uh, and with the Paper Center and with GBS for 35 years going on is just the way that you treat them. And you make everybody feel special and valued. And that really, that really comes through in what you say and what you do. So really, really th- appreciate you being with us today, Pat. It's been a pleasure and I've enjoyed the conversation a lot. I want to go on record as thanking Eugene Calabria for getting me on board. When um, when I had my business, Eugene said uh, would run into me, and he goes, "Why don't you sit down and talk to us one day?" Mm. He, had, he had a paper guy. He had a paper guy. He said, and then I said, "You know, oh, well, I'll call you. I'll call you." So <laughs> like six months later, I run into him again. He goes, "I thought you were going to call me." Said, well, <laughs> you know what? I, I'll call you. I, I, I really will. I just you know I'm busy. I'm doing stuff, and so. Th- the first time was at a graduation party, and the second time, and so that's springtime, and then the second time was at the football, the football game, an Ursuline football game, and the third time I see him in January, he goes, so you're not going to call me, are you? <laughs> and I said, you know what, I'll call you. So we went and sat down at lunch, you know, he introduced me to Brian Taylor, and, you know, the rest, as they say, is history. Yeah, that's great. That's great. <laughs> it was fun. And that's Eugene awesome. was the yeah. reason I'm here, actually. Yeah, he doesn't forget, that's for sure. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> Yep. So again, thanks, Pat. Much appreciated. Take care, and um, we Thank will see you soon. Thank you so much. Soon. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Our pleasure. Thanks, Thank, Thank you. Stay safe. Thanks, you Pat. This show has been a production of GBS. For more information on the topics discussed today or the solutions offered, contact us at marketing at gbscorp.com. That's marketing at gbscorp.com. Or you can call at 800 552 2427. And lastly, check us out on the web at www.gbscorp.com. That's www.gbscorp.com. Also, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss out on any future episodes.